WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 6 as we bring you our very first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the impeachment hearings come to TV. More in one minute. Yeah, it was the hearsay hearing. We've got highlights, lowlights, our take and yours straight ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The House Intelligence Committee will resume public impeachment hearings on Capitol Hill tomorrow. Yesterday on day one, two State Department officials testified they believe President Trump inappropriately pressured Ukraine's president to investigate Joe Biden and Biden's son's business dealings. Among those questioning George Kent and Bill Taylor was Orlando Democrat Val Demings. The State Department's role is to promote U.S. policies overseas, not to help the current president win re-election. Is that correct, Mr. Kent? All federal government employees are subject to the Hatch Act, and our actions are supposed to be promoting policy and not involved in partisan politics. Ambassador Taylor? I agree. Last night on Fox, Doug Collins, a ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, reacted to the day's testimony. What you saw today was a bunch of, how many hearsays do I have, and where did you find this out, and what are you talking about, and the president didn't do anything, and they got their money. At the White House, President Trump said he did not watch a single minute of the first public impeachment hearing. This is a sham and uh, shouldn't be allowed. Trump told reporters his priority was hosting the president of Turkey. Watched almost all of it yesterday, and then the way the network's covered in the afterward. Very, very interesting, and uh, I'll give you my take on it. As a matter of fact, we'll all weigh in, and we'll ask for yours as well. We'll play some key additional sound bites in a moment, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Wall Street Journal is ranking the nation's airports, including Florida's. Orlando International has the best Florida ranking in the large airport category, number five overall. Scott McCartney oversees the annual survey. Orlando does very well, as you might expect, in, in value categories as, as a primarily leisure destination. It's going to have low average domestic airfares. Issues to work on, handling huge crowds and offering better restaurants. Miami came in 17th. Tampa's airport came in number one in the midsize category. Gordon Bird, News Radio WFLA Orlando. Orlando police say surveillance video and witnesses led them to the arrest of a man suspected of setting fire to the iconic Beefy King restaurant on North Bumby Avenue. 36-year-old John Huff is charged with arson and criminal mischief, and police say he has confessed. The owner of Beefy King says he doesn't know Huff and called the fire a random act of stupidness. Bond is set at $30,000 for an Orlando teacher accused of molesting a student. Michael McMillan appeared before a judge for the first time yesterday after being arrested the day before. McMillan taught sixth grade at Victory Christian Academy on Ivy Lane but was fired once the allegations surfaced. A winter blast continues to pummel much of the U.S. It triggered several car wrecks in Ohio, Michigan, and Kansas, some of them fatal. The region also saw several temperature records shattered by the cold, and they're not out of the woods yet. It's still going to be below average temperatures for the next few days. Temperatures of 
well below average across pretty much the, all the central and eastern United States going through the end of the week and into, actually into the weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Bob Oravec says the Arctic chill reaches all the way from Texas on up through northern New England. WFLA News Time is 6.05. Three cows swept out to sea by Hurricane Dorian are found alive. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Wait a minute. Two questions. When was Dorian and can cows swim? Apparently cows can swim. It's amazing. It's way back in September, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Dorian uh, struck the uh, outer banks of North Carolina, and uh, that's where these cows were lost and then subsequently found. They apparently had to uh, swim uh, two miles through treacherous waters. No kidding. How about that? Can't wait to get the story on the website, WFLAOrlando.com. That's my co-host, Alan Spector. I'm the Bud Man at your service till 9 o'clock. And great help in the control room with the A-team in place, our executive producer, Yaffe. And screening, Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox, 407-916-5400. Toll free, 866-916-5400. And the text line, 23680. You're going to hear what we think. You're going to hear from some of the key players on the big nationally televised impeachment hearing yesterday coming up in a moment. But on this show, unlike other shows in the market who talk about the news, we want to know what you think. And we have a one-word texting poll question. Let's get it rolling, Alan. All right, bud. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Again, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? You can text more or text less to 23680. There's late night reporting last night from Fox's Ed Henry that the Democrats are really disappointed. They thought they were going to get more yesterday and be able to really move the needle toward impeachment. Um, We'll get into all of that and we'll play some of the key moments um, right after we take care of business here this morning and hopefully make one of you a little money. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. Listen up in moments for the keyword. Text it to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us informing you that you have won. And listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. 607 on Good Morning Orlando. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away. This headline on the impeachment front right now Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee are saying no to Republican efforts to subpoena the anonymous whistleblower in the impeachment inquiry. At yesterday's public hearing, Democrats voted to table a Republican motion on a vote of 13 to 9, effectively killing it. The whistleblower reported concerns with President Trump's July phone call with the president of Ukraine, prompting the impeachment inquiry. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. It's Melissa along with Bud, Yaffe, and Alan. And we've got a one word texting poll going on right now. The question is Did yesterday's hearing. Make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached. 
We'd like your answer. Text us more or text less to 23680. Again, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely that Trump will be impeached? Text more or text less to 23680. Join the conversation and long-term text. Long form textures are welcome as well at 23680, first name in town, uh, if you'd like. And on the phone, of course, 407 916 you get first priority. If you want to talk, I want to talk with you, and we'll put you on ASAP, 407 916 Yaffe, all of this went down as you were preparing for, uh, uh, for PM Orlando yep. yesterday from 5 until 6. So you had the first whack at this in the aftermath because they went about five hours from about 10 until 3. What was your takeaway? Well, I don't think there was anything that really moved the needle in terms of public perception and public take on impeachment. I mean, the media and the Democrats are focusing on one thing, which I know you're going to get to, and they're going to say, and they're saying, that's a big bombshell. And I figured that was going to happen. But I don't think it's as big of a bombshell as they're saying it is. Yeah, this this um, we'll get to in just a moment. But from the Republican side, let's open right now with uh, the House ranking member uh, on the Republican side, Devin Nunes, and his opening statement here. Um, he is in, including in this the two witnesses from the State Department, Ambassador of Ukraine Bill Taylor, and then um, George Kent, who is uh, heavily involved with the Ukraine. And they are referenced here as Nunes lowers the boom on the Democrats. But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. I'd like to congratulate you for passing the Democrats' star chamber auditions held for the last weeks in the basement of the Capitol. It seems you agreed, witting or unwittingly, to participate in a drama. But the main performance, the Russia hoax, has ended. Let's right. recall, for years they accused the Trump campaign of colluding with Russia when they themselves were colluding with Russia by funding and spreading the Steele dossier which relied on Russian sources. And now they accuse President Trump of malfeasance in Ukraine when they themselves are culpable. The Democrats cooperated in Ukrainian election meddling, and they defend Hunter Biden's securing of a lavishly paid position with a corrupt Ukrainian company, all while his father served as vice president. All right, that's Nunes. Now, um, Ambassador Taylor and George Kent, I mean, I think they comported themselves well. I think they're straight-up guys, their career um, a public servant's been in the State Department for years, uh, and I think they're honest guys, you know, and, and I don't think they were able to throw any mud on them, but the point was reaffirmed time after time, you know, A, that do we really have an impeachable offense here, and how about all of this second and third-hand information? We don't have enough first-hand information. That was raised well, I thought, by Texas Republican John Ratcliffe. Listen. In this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Shout it out. Anyone? Crickets. Uh, Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can just respond, let me just reiterate that I'm, I'm not here. I've got one minute left. I, I know, let, let, I know let me, you only got a minute just left. I've just got 30 seconds. You asked the witness a question. The witness I will withdraw the question. All right, there you go. Now, I love the idea that they brought an Ohio Republican, Jim Jordan, into the Intel Committee. 
uh, for this because he was the star, I thought. And on that subject, um, this is the now the, the, the now famous star witness cut from Jim Jordan. Uh, listen. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And President so there was Lins- no reason for and it President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe. And you're their star witness. Let me just say um, that I don't consider myself a star witness for anything. They do. You don't. No, uh, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm responding to. I'm responding just to your questions. Don't interrupt Jordan. the witness. Um, as I, I, I think I was clear about. I'm not here to take one side or the other or to advocate any particular outcome. Alan, I have to tell you, after watching hour after hour of this, and then the way the networks played it afterwards, et cetera, and putting all of these sound cuts together with Yaffe's help. Uh, I don't see this moving the needle more toward impeachment for the Democrats, maybe away from it some because they were looking to make a giant leap forward. And I just did not catch it yesterday. I was open to it, but I didn't catch it. At the end of the show yesterday, we all kind of gave our assessment of what we thought might happen yesterday. Uh, And uh, my take was, uh, unless there's something tremendously dramatic, I think people on each side of this are so entrenched, it's they're not going to be moved. And we did not see the dramatic bombshell yesterday that's going to move people. It remains to be seen if there's more coming up. The hearings continue tomorrow. Yeah, they do. Uh, with the former ambassador ousted by uh, Trump and Giuliani and company, Marie Ivanovich, who apparently cried behind closed doors. She was replaced by by a now acting ambassador to the Ukraine, uh, Bill Taylor. And then we got um, the EU ambassador, uh, Sonman, uh, next week. And that could be pretty dramatic on Wednesday. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll play you in a moment what I think was the best moment for the Democrats, but I don't think it amounts to much. And I've got to tell you, in the grand scheme of things, and you'll hear from Adam Schiff, uh, the Trump-hating chairman of the Intel Committee, the Senate Intel, or the House Intel Committee, and I heard in him uncertainty about whether they will ultimately impeach Trump, which he was just four square charging toward for the longest time. I wonder if the Democrats are suddenly confronting the reality that they are fighting a losing battle at great political cost potentially to them. That's the way I see it. How do you see it? Did yesterday's, here's our one-word texting poll again, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Text more or text less to 23680. Cuts from the Democrat side in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines from overseas. Guess it's getting to be a pretty tough time to be a radical Islamic terrorist. Islamic Jihad has agreed to a ceasefire with Israel. The Egyptian-brokered ceasefire agreed upon early today after 34 people were killed in Gaza by air attacks. About 63 Israelis suffered injuries in rocket attacks from Gaza that were initiated after the Israelis assassinated the top Islamic leader inside their borders. Um, Netanyahu said, hey, Unless you call for a ceasefire, you're going to keep on getting pummeled. They got pummeled, and the ceasefire has been called. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 
One word texting poll. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely that Trump will be impeached? Text more or text less to 23680. Yaffe, what's the ongoing vote? Right now, 54 people say less, while just four people say more. Actually had one vote that said neither less nor more. That it hasn't really moved at all. Is I allowed to vote? I'm sorry. Well, who's allowed to vote? Was I allowed to vote? No. That was my vote. That was your vote? Yeah. Well, I, you I actually know no, it was Thomas in Orlando. I'm just kidding. It didn't taking away one of our listeners' votes there. <laughs> All right. Listen, um, we want to we want to give you uh, the best of what the Democrats had. This was billed as a bombshell on CNN and MSNBC. Bombshell revelation by acting U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, uh, Bill Taylor, yesterday, who um, told the committee on live television something they hadn't heard before, and we hadn't either, that one of his aides at a restaurant, talk about second, third, fourth hand, overheard President Trump discussing investigations in Ukraine with the European Union Ambassador Gordon Sondland. Let's listen to this. Last Friday... A member of my staff told me of events that occurred on July 26th. A member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. Bombshell? I, <laughs> I, hardly, I hardly think so. I mean, but that was the best moment for the Democrats here. Impeach him, convict him, throw him out of office today. Val Demings, Orlando area congresswoman and our former Orlando police chief, was on the Intel Committee. And um, she went um, after Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer, kind of in the middle of this Ukraine thing here. She's a real Trump hater. And she had this to say to the two witnesses, Taylor and Kent. Was Mr. Giuliani promoting U.S. national interests or policy in Ukraine, Ambassador? I don't think so, ma'am. Mr. Kent? No, he was not. What interests do you believe he was uh, promoting, Mr. Kent? I believe he was looking to dig up political dirt against a potential rival in the next election cycle. Ambassador Taylor? What interests do you believe he was promoting? I agree with uh, Mr. Kent. Now, let's get to something that speaks to what Yaffe predicted when this all began about two months ago with the impeachment inquiry announced by Speaker Pelosi. I thought ultimately there's no way these Trump-hating Democrats are not going to go through with it, and they have the votes in the House and impeach Trump. And, of course, then he won't be convicted in the Republican-controlled Senate, and this whole thing will be a joke, okay, Um, a painful joke. Yaffe thought they may never get to that point, and I kind of heard that a little bit in uh, the Intel Committee Chairman, Democrat Adam Schiff, uh, portions of his closing statement at the end of five hours of testimony. Listen for this closely. At the end of the day, we're going to have to decide, based on the evidence that you and others provide, whether we're prepared to accept in the presence of the United States a situation where the president, for their own personal or political benefit, can condition military aid, diplomatic meetings, or any other performance of an official act in order to get help in their reelection. 
whether we will need to accept in this president or any future president the idea that the president of the United States can invite a foreign country to intervene in our affairs. These are the decisions we will have to make when we have to decide whether this president should be impeached. Whether he should be impeached, we will have to decide. That's not the way Schiff was talking initially. This thing was sewed up. These offenses are impeachable. We have the votes. We will do our duty and impeach this president. I feel Schiff backing off on this, Yaffe. Maybe you're going to be vindicated. Maybe. I always thought it's such a high bar when it comes to impeachment in the history of America. And the Democrats have to know that it's going to be very difficult to reach that bar. It just is. So they might not go through with it. Well, not anymore, though. I mean, if you can say a friend of a friend of a friend heard something, I think they've set the bar pretty low now. <laughs> yeah. If, if they end up impeaching, that would definitely set the bar low. I still think they loathe them so much that they will go through with it, and I think they will ultimately rue the day. We'll talk more about that. We'll also hear the president's reaction to all of this. But first of all, let me uh, step aside and bring in my co-host, Alan Spector, to get us all up to date on all the news at the bottom of our first hour. But we have a death sentence for a cop killer, and a big fourth quarter carries the magic to victory. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the Thursday edition of the show. More impeachment hearing uh, talk in uh, later on, but a very important story locally here that we'll be discussing together just in a few moments and setting the table. Here's Alan. Alan, uh, Alan, <laughs> Bud. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm taking some time off starting tomorrow. It is. Wow. You need a break. Yeah. Uh, Bud, a convicted cop killer, will likely face the ultimate punishment, a jury recommending the death penalty for Everett Miller for the shooting deaths of Kissimmee police officers Sam Howard and Matthew Baxter two years ago. Outside the courthouse, Baxter's widow, Sadia, reacted. We have gone through many ups and downs, different emotions, and I am proud to say that justice was served. My girls and I will be able to close this chapter. Miller was convicted last month. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A murder suspect's relative hopes his half-brother receives the death penalty. Julio Rivera is the half-brother of Christopher Otera Rivera, who's accused of killing his estranged wife, Nicole Montalvo, in Osceola County last month. Julio is shocked his half-brother could kill someone he says was like a light. He recently told News 6 he hopes Otera Rivera gets the death penalty because he doesn't deserve to breathe the same air as anyone else. An Orlando state senator is expanding his bill, proposing that Florida college athletes get paid for endorsements. Randolph Bracey wants to use revenue sharing to establish a trust fund that would keep the cash coming even after they're done playing. From the NCAA's annual billion-dollar March Madness TV deal to the profits generated from team jersey sales to ticket sales, the abundant revenues generated from the participation of these athletes should entitle them to direct compensation. Governor Ron DeSantis also supports the idea of college athletes getting paid. We could be closer to launching humans back into space from American soil. SpaceX announced yesterday it had a successful test fire of the Crew Dragon capsule's abort engines at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. The test is part of the run-up to a trip to the International Space Station that could happen next year. No date has been set, but it would be the first time astronauts have blasted off from a U.S. launch pad since 2011. 
The Orlando Magic outscored the Philadelphia 76ers by 17 points in the fourth quarter to pull away for a 112-97 win at the Amway Center. Nikola Vucevic led seven players in double figures with 25 points and also pulled down 12 rebounds. Magic head coach Steve Clifford says defense fueled the big fourth quarter. You know, 32-15 at home and, um, you know, it was the, really the only quarter where uh, we were really able to defend them at all. The Magic have won two of three and will host the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow. WFLA News Time is 6.37. If you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, you can get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. Headlines out of Central Florida for you right now. A former CEO in Brevard County is going to spend some time in prison. U.S. Department of Justice announcing that a federal judge in Orlando has given Marty Gulliher a three-year sentence for fraud. The charges date to five years ago when Gulliher was in charge of a bullet-making company called Oath Corporation. The Winter Park native was accused of defrauding investors of over $100,000, and he pleaded guilty three months ago. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Everett Miller is a Marine Corps veteran, but he's also a cold-blooded cop killer. And now the jury has recommended he get the death penalty. And that has become very, very rare now in recent years in Central Florida. More on that in a moment, but Alan set the table on the story. Um, He has been sentenced, Everett Miller, age 48, to death for fatally shooting Sergeant Sam Howard, age 36, and Officer Matthew Baxter, 26, down in Kissimmee, a couple of years ago. Back in September, the jury, the same jury that recommended the death penalty yesterday for Miller, uh, found him guilty of the first-degree murders. Um, and he is um, he is sentenced to death. The judge will have a hearing on this, and, and, and probably, the experts say, almost certainly will go along with the jury's recommendation here. Uh, there were mitigating circumstances for Miller in the minds of the defense attorneys, but not in the minds of a single juror who didn't raise any of these issues here that might have interfered with the unanimous vote for the death penalty. The assistant state attorney on the job, Ryan Williams, said uh, that Miller was angry about the course of his life, and he, 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 he took on some extremist anti-government beliefs that led him to blame law enforcement officers for his problems and all kinds of things. And um, defense attorney Roseanne Eckerd said, I'm going to ask you to consider how Master Sergeant Miller, the proud decorated Marine, turned into this broken, barefooted, mentally ill man. There's nothing wrong with considering mercy and redemption, but no mitigating factors were found. Um, Miller's defense said he had post-traumatic stress disorder that eventually led to a mental breakdown in the summer of 2017, and shortly after, he killed the two cops. And he finished them off by shooting each one of them in the face again. Um, His life apparently took a downward spiral after leaving a defense contracting job where he targeted enemy combatants with uh, drone strikes. He lost his job at a packaging company, became homeless, broke up with his girlfriend. But the jury said, I'm sorry. Killing cops in cold blood, you're going to... 
you're going to get the death penalty. And they did. But it is very, very rare now in the state of Florida because we've had court rulings from the Florida Supreme Court and the United States Supreme Court. And now in the state of Florida, you have to have a unanimous 12-0 vote by the jury in order to have a recommendation of the death penalty. 11-1 doesn't get it done. Used to be 7-5 split would get it done. But they said that was unconstitutional. Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual punishment. It has to be unanimous. And we've had virtually no death penalty recommendations in murder cases since this, these court rulings. And my question to you is, my question to you is, do we need to stay with the unanimous requirement for a jury vote on, on the death penalty? Or should we go back to something else like we had, like a majority? I mean, I, I feel, you know, you, you wind up with people like Markeith Lloyd in his first trial. They may get him on, on killing uh, Orlando police officer Deborah Clayton in the second trial coming up early next year. But they didn't recommend the death penalty for him for killing his girlfriend and their unborn child. I mean, this guy is the monster, almost unlike any other, and we couldn't get the death penalty for him. I thought the death penalty was essentially for all practical purposes, while it remains on the books, dead, null and void, would never be seen again in Central Florida. But that jury returned a death penalty recommendation for Everett Miller yesterday. Are you happy with where we stand on the unanimous requirement for a jury to recommend the death penalty? It's got to be 12-0, or is that too extreme? 407-916-5400, what do you think? Priority for our callers. We'll also welcome our texters. First name in town, if you'd like, 23680. Headlines, breaking news in presidential politics. We have another candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination, former two-term Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick, moments ago announced that he is officially a candidate for the presidency and he is in the running. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. I was surprised and I was I was pleased frankly, even though the death penalty is a pretty grim topic. I was pleased to see that the jury recommended unanimously 12-0, and that's the rule now, that Everett Miller um, received the death penalty for the cold-blooded killing of um, a couple of cops down in Kissimmee. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we have the death penalty on the books, for crying out loud. I, I, I think we have to use it in situations like this when we have no doubt who did it. Has to be no doubt who did it. And... Uh, I, I think in that situation, I think the death penalty is purposely, uh, purposely appropriate. Now, they're, they're, forgive me, perfectly appropriate. There are those who are saying that it should only be for killing law enforcement officers. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that that should be the line. Some are saying that's what's being established with this particular declaration by the jury. But for anybody, when you have no doubt they did it, it's premeditated first-degree murder, I think the maximum penalty that we can we can give is death, and I think that's what it ought to be. You know, I think it's only natural that we uh, compare and contrast the Everett Miller case with the Mark Heath Lloyd case, where we were so shocked that the jury did not come back with the death penalty. Right, I was after, mentioning that when you were in the newsroom. After, You're right. After a quick guilty verdict in that case, the killing of uh, uh, Shade Dixon and her unborn child, and I thought it was less likely 
than the Markeith Lloyd case that Everett Miller would get the death penalty given the PTSD defense. Right, exactly, which didn't fly with the jury. Be very interesting because the law enforcement uh, officer factor will come in with the Deborah Clayton trial of Markeith Lloyd. It'll be very interesting to see where that goes early next year. And one thing we were wondering, I don't know if we ever got the answer to this, if Markeith Lloyd is found guilty and given the death penalty for killing um, Lieutenant uh, Deborah Clayton, yeah. uh, what happens with the life sentence he got? Which supersedes the other? Yeah, that's a question we raised, and we have not gotten a legal ruling on that. Um, Yaffe, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with Alan, but I also, I mean, I almost feel like if we're going to make it this hard to do the death penalty, we should just get rid of it. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's almost impossible to get a death penalty. Why even have the hassle of having it in the state? You know, I don't think we should get rid of it. I mean, I I, I don't want to either. I would rather make it a little bit easier to get the death penalty. But it's like we're making it harder and harder and harder. It's just like, geez, might as well just get rid of it. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what they're trying to do is if you can't get it off the books, make it impossible to Mm -hmm. actually get a decision for death. How about, um, Melissa, the one-word texting poll as we move into our impeachment hearing coverage in hour number two? Folks can get involved right now. We're asking our listeners to text us. The question is, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Again, we're asking for your opinion. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely that Trump will be impeached? You can text more or text less to 23680. Again, more or text less to 23680. Give you a vote total on the backside of the news coming up now with Alan. Those impeachment hearings come to TV and Orlando's airport ranks high. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome aboard. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch on a Thursday morning at 7 as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, public impeachment testimony underway. More in one minute. Hearing highlights and lowlights, our take in yours straight ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. A congresswoman from Orlando says President Trump was engaged in diplomatic shenanigans in Ukraine. Democrat Val Demings is a member of the House Intelligence Committee that yesterday opened public impeachment hearings. The committee's investigation has uncovered a web of shadow diplomacy. We have heard several ways of describing this shady shadow operation, shadow diplomacy, rogue back channel. Demings and the Democrats say the president put his own political and personal interests over national security in Ukraine. But Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin of New York tells Fox News at night Democrats should be disappointed in the first day of testimony. Democrats uh, around the country uh, were maybe coming in rooting for with higher expectations certain new facts to come out to life. They learned nothing new. Yesterday's testimony included U.S. diplomat to Ukraine William Taylor recounting a conversation an aide overheard between U.S. Ambassador to the EU George Sondland and President Trump. 
At the White House, the president reacted. I know nothing about that. First time I've heard it. The one thing I've seen that Sondland said was that uh, he did speak to me for a brief moment, and I said no quid pro quo under any circumstances, and that's true. The other, I've never heard this. And Trump dismissed it as secondhand information. Yeah, this was the uh, the big moment, the quote-unquote bombshell, uh, which really wasn't. And we will hear what Bill Taylor had to say about that overheard call in a moment. All right, bud, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The student body president of the University of Florida is in trouble for allegedly spending $50,000 in student fees to invite Donald Trump Jr. to speak on campus. The UF Student Senate has approved a resolution to remove Michael Murphy for abuse of power. Murphy's accused of advancing his own beliefs while endangering students marginalized by the speaker's white nationalist supporters. Yeah, I got to tell you, so now we have the tale of two impeachments, and we'll talk about this thing all surrounding the appearance by Trump Jr. at the University of Florida later in the show, Alan. The Wall Street Journal is out with its annual rankings of the nation's biggest airports. The Journal's Scott McCartney says Orlando International came in number five overall, despite issues with food. Restaurants, uh, offerings there uh, seem to me, uh, you know, there, there was room for improvement. However, McCartney says Orlando stands out for discount airfares. Miami International came in 17th. Tampa International topped the list in the midsize airport category. Major League Baseball's best pitchers are named, and the winners are no stranger to the award. New York Mets pitcher Jacob deGrom became the 11th pitcher to win the Cy Young Award two years in a row, earning the NL honor over Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals and Hunjin Ryu of the L.A. Dodgers. I said it was a dream to win one, but uh, to win back-to-back... Honestly, I'm kind of speechless right now. Meantime, in the American League, Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander earned his second career Cy Young Award. It's just such an incredible feeling. Um, I can't even really put it into words right now. DeGrom and Verlander with MLB Network. Garrett Cole finishing second to Verlander the first time in Cy Young voting history that teammates have finished 1-2. Charlie Morton coming in third. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 7.06. Neighbors fed up with a pothole, fill it with a Christmas tree. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando's yeah, second hour, right? It's a good thing I'm taking some time off starting tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> the, yeah, but it's <laughs> supposed to be starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Not today. And not repeating the first hour, are we? My mind is already elsewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, speaking of elsewhere, yeah. we'll have another uh, wonderful installment of that uh, yeah. later in this hour. But right now, it's the second hour of Good Morning Orlando, you which sure? is starting now. Okay. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio WFLA, Orlando. By the way, on the text line, we had people all over the lot on the death penalty, you know? Yaffe, some saying it ought to be done away with, some saying stay with unanimous, go back to majority. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all over the lot. I mean, one person said, stay unanimous, thou shalt not kill, and the de- another person said the death penalty should be difficult. Uh, but another person says death penalty needs to be revisited. Thank God Ayala wasn't on this case. That was John from Orlando. Yeah, yeah. the state yeah. attorney had all those cases taken away from her. Uh, but it was right around the time that they, they moved to the uh, court ruling that had to be unanimous. And we've had very, very few uh, through Brad King, who replaced her on these cases, uh, death penalty recommendations. Not because they don't do a good job running the trials, but because the bar is now so high, 12-0 with the jury. Yeah, it just takes uh, one juror 
to uh, not go with a death penalty, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Yaffe, what about the latest vote total on our um, one-word texting poll? Yes. Let me, let me just count here. One, two. While you're doing that, did did yet wait a minute. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? You can text either more or text less to two three six eight zero. And the latest? We got eighty-four people said less. Uh six people have said more, and four people say neither. Hasn't changed. Is everybody on vacation from this show? I don't know. (laughs) Wait, what? Let's regroup here in a moment, and we will, and we'll talk about the impeachment hearsay hearing yesterday. I don't think this was at all a good day for the Democrats. Um, we'll have some of the key moments for you, and we'll get your uh, your take on it. Priority for our callers, 407-916-5400. Love our texters, 23680. If you want to throw in your first name on town, that would be a nice thing. And it's great to have you with us here. Good Thursday morning, one and all. We like you so much, we want to give you some money. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. Listen up for the keyword of the hour, which will be announced in just seconds. Text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Remember, you might get a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour, all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. 710 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlines right now. President Trump said he didn't watch any of the impeachment hearings yesterday. He spent the day hosting the Turkish President Erdogan. They were both touting diplomacy. Speaking at the White House yesterday during Erdogan's visit, uh, the president was appreciative that Turkey released a U.S. detainee who was in detention. And Trump said the ceasefire between Turkey and American allied Kurds in Syria, while complicated, is holding. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. It wasn't easy because of a lot of it was just dry as dust and boring as could be. But I watched almost all of the five hours of the hearings yesterday, and then I skipped around to see what. All the networks were saying, and you know, bombshell uh, against the president by the Democrats uh, for the Democrats on CNN and on MSNBC. This was no bombshell. You'll hear what they're talking about in a moment from our acting ambassador to Ukraine, Bill Taylor, who was one of the two career diplomats who was uh, testifying yesterday, along with um, Ukraine. Uh, specialist George Kent from the State Department. We'll get to that in a moment. But a couple of key questions were raised, and I think ultimately yesterday um, that there's not going to be much movement in public opinion, and if there's any, it's going to be away from impeachment. And I felt the the Democrat chairman of the uh, House Intel Committee, Adam uh, Schiff, was actually kind of signaling that they might be moving away from actually going through with this right now. Because it is so lame. They thought they had their star witnesses yesterday, Taylor and Kent, uh, but they didn't help them much. They really didn't. And the questions that were raised, well, there were really no good answers to this one from Texas Republican John Ratcliffe. Like, hey, hey guys, where's the impeachable offense? 
In this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Shout it out. Anyone? <laughs> Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can just respond, let me just reiterate that I'm I've not here. I've got one minute left. I, I know, let, let me, I know me, you only got a minute left. I've just got 30 seconds. You asked the witness I, I, a question. The witness I'll withdraw the question. Okay, they didn't have an answer. They didn't have an answer. And then they brought in Jim Jordan from Ohio, the Republican congressman and firebrand, great conservative, and they put him on the Intel Committee for purposes of this hearings, and he was the star questioner. Here is his moment on the issue of, you guys are our, the star witnesses for the Democrats? Are you kidding me? Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And President there was Lins- no reason for and it President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe, and you're their star witness. Let me just say um, that I don't consider myself a star witness for anything. They do. You don't. No, uh, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm they responding do. to. Uh, I'm responding Mr. to your question. Don't interrupt the witness. Um, as I, I, I think I was clear about. I'm not here to take one side or the other or to advocate any particular outcome. I tell you, Taylor and Ken are straight shooters. They really are. I don't question what they said uh, is what they believe, but so much of what they had to say was second, third-hand information. You can't impeach and throw out a president for this. This is outrageous. This is not going to fly with the American people. More on the Democrats' supposed bombshell big moment yesterday, you know, that was, uh, <laughs> that was anything but that. And, uh, and what I think was telegraphed by Schiff at the end of the hearing in a moment. We ask you in our one-word texting poll to join the conversation. Tell us, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? We're opening up a third category by popular demand. The third category is neither. Text more or text less or text neither to 23680. A lot of long-form texters. We'll break that down for you in a moment. And uh, callers, we'll give you a priority, and you can hop on the 50,000-watt front porch right away if you call me now at 407-916-5400. What was your reaction to the big hearing yesterday? Did the Democrats get what they came for? I say no. And I think this weakens the case for impeachment, not strengthens it, what happened for five hours yesterday. 407-916-5400. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here in two minutes on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. We could be closer to launching humans back into space from American soil. SpaceX announced yesterday it had a successful test fire of the Crew Dragon capsule's abort engines at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. The test is part of the run-up to a trip to the International Space Station that could happen next year. No date yet set, but it would be the first time astronauts have blasted off from a U.S. launch pad since 2011. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories. The promise on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? That is the big question in our one-word texting poll. What you want to do is text either more or text less 
or text neither to 23680. The question, once again, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Text more, less, or neither to 23680. And uh, Bud, Allen, Melissa, and Yaffe here talking impeachment. I have the count so far, Bud. What is it? Uh, we have 107 people so far have said it makes it less likely. Eight people say more likely. And four, five people say neither. So we're going to have to keep our eye on this. This is really close. Yeah, mm-hmm. another um, one of those uh, <laughs> texting poll cliffhangers <laughs> to here the wire. Oh, to the wire. on Good Morning Orlando. Um, I'm telling you, I think, if anything, it weakened things for the Democrats yesterday because they supposedly this was their star witnesses. You know, Jim Jordan took Matassi. You kidding me? All the second-hand information you've got, third-hand information, you're the star witnesses. This is the best you've got. And if that's the best they've got, I don't think the Democrats got or are getting what they came for. I, I think this weakens the case for impeachment. I think people were looking for something that would say, that's it, this president needs to go. I think the Democrats would have been better served to continue the investigation, but not as a formal impeachment process, and then you know, lay the evidence out there, whatever it might be, let the voters decide because there's an election in a year. Yeah, I I could not agree with you more on that score. Yaffe, you were all <laughs> over this yesterday on PM Orlando yeah. for the ride home because the, the hearings went until mid-afternoon and you were on from 5 until 6. What are you thinking? You know, I think the average person out there, a lot of the average people out there who are not as in tune with politics as we are, they see this and they go, haven't the Democrats been trying to do this since the beginning? What's new here? Is there really anything new here? Any kind of big bombshell? I didn't really see it yesterday. There were some things that didn't make Trump look good. I will admit that. But to say it's impeachable right now, not seeing much. How about it, Melissa? Oh, I just thought Adam Schiff was uh, quite the liar yesterday. I don't know who the whistleblower is, but if anyone mentions the whistleblower's name... Yeah, I'll lock them up. <laughs> how? How? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's credible at all. More no. on Schiff in a moment. But the Democrats yesterday, and this is if you listen to CNN, watch CNN or MSNBC, I mean, it will drive you out of your mind if you think like I think. But I did it yesterday. I wanted to see how they played this thing. They called what you're about to hear the big bombshell and it was a dark day for the president and a great day for the Democrats invested in impeaching and removing this man from the presidency. It involves some additional testimony from the acting ambassador to the Ukraine, Bill Taylor, is one of the two who testified yesterday, the career diplomats here. Um, It had to do with what a staffer told him that he heard at a restaurant about a, co- a conversation with the European Union Ambassador Gordon Sondland and President Trump. I don't know. Somebody must have had to crank the cell phone volume way up for someone else to have been hearing it. But here's what Taylor said. Last Friday, a member of my staff told me of events that occurred on July 26th. The member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. That was the big bombshell? Overheard someone else say this? I was told, give me a break. 
You know, Alan, you were saying in a moment the Democrats might have been better served by just, you know, laying all of this out and having it uh, maybe damage the president sufficiently that they beat him in the election that's only a year out. Right. But they're going down the impeachment road. But I got the sense with the closing remarks, we're going to hear now an excerpt that we drew from Adam Schiff's final comments, the Trump-hating Democrat chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the House. I felt like he was leaving wiggle room for we might not ultimately do this. At the end of the day, we're going to have to decide based on the evidence that you and others provide whether we're prepared to accept in the presence of the United States a situation where the president, for their own personal or political benefit, can condition military aid, diplomatic meetings, or any other performance of an official act in order to get help in their reelection. Whether we will need to accept in this president or any future president the idea that the President of the United States can invite a foreign country to intervene in our affairs. These are the decisions we will have to make when we have to decide whether this president should be impeached. These are the things we're going to have to consider. We're going to have to decide. There was a time when he had really decided. There wasn't any doubt about it. This guy is guilty of impeachable offense offenses, and we're going to impeach him in the House and try to get him removed in the Senate. I mean, you got that from from Schiff. You got that from everybody on the Democrat side. But I didn't hear that yesterday at the end. It sounded a bit like Adam Schiff is hedging his bets. I thought so. Quick look at the text line incoming on all of this. Actually, we have one texter who disagrees with you on Schiff, says he isn't signaling anything. He has to show impartiality in a public setting. Another one said the Democrats have jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, happy Days reference. Yes. Uh, another yes. person <laughs> says, after yesterday, the Trump train has added about 15 more cars to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we hear the Trump train coming. Hey, listen, Lee, you got it a little late on the phone right now for me to take you in this hour. You want to debate me on the hearings, and I would welcome that opportunity. Would you give us a call back at the top of the 8 o'clock hour? We'll make time for you. Right now, I need to kick it over to my co-host, Alan Spector, to get us all up to date on the news. The field of Democratic presidential candidates gets bigger, and the Kissimmee cop killer gets the death penalty. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together. In just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 7.30. Democrats making a little news this morning, Alan, away from the impeachment hearings, and yeah. you've got it. Another Democrat is jumping into the race for the White House. This time, it's former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick making the announcement in a video released early this morning. And with a determination to build a better, more sustainable, more inclusive American dream for the next generation, I am today announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Patrick noted that he admires and respects the candidates in the Democratic field. He added, this won't be easy, and it shouldn't be. Nice music. Yeah. <laughs> It's easy to dance to. It's got a good beat. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The judge will have the final say, but the jury that convicted Everett Miller of murdering Kissimmee police officers, Sergeant Sam Howard and Officer Matthew Baxter, recommended Miller be put to death. Outside the courthouse, Baxter's widow said it was the right thing to do. It's not okay for our law enforcement officers who protect and serve this community to feel like they are in danger themselves by putting on their gun and badge. Sadia Baxter, who's also a police officer, said justice was served and that she and her daughters will now be able to, quote, close this chapter. 
Governor Ron DeSantis is bringing gifts to the Space Coast. While on a visit there yesterday, he announced an almost $4 million grant for the Orlando-Melbourne International Airport. The money will be used to construct a taxiway plus stormwater, utility, and road improvements. The governor says the money could also lead to 500 new jobs. The jury in the Roger Stone trial will get the case today. Closing arguments took place yesterday in Washington, D.C. Prosecutors argued that Stone lied to Congress to protect President Trump. Stone is charged not only with lying to Congress, but obstruction and witness tampering. The Magic enjoyed home cooking at the Amway Center last night. Nikola Vucevic scored 25 points and grabbed 12 rebounds in Orlando's 112-97 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. Magic forward Aaron Gordon chipped in with 18 points and 13 boards and said they stuck to their game plan and it paid off. We stay patient, just continue to work the game, work our offense. Um, I mean, I, I knew we were going to make a run. Uh, everybody played really well tonight and uh, really contributed. That's what it's going to take for us to get these wins. Orlando's won two of three and will host the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow night. Elsewhere. He's coming back to Orlando. Elton John's Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour is being extended. The legendary artist announcing a new slate of concerts for the U.S. and in Canada for the summer of 2020. 24 new shows have been added starting on March 28th in Toronto, ending on July 8th in Kansas City, Missouri, and that includes three dates in Florida, Amelie Arena in Tampa, May 26th, the Amway Center in Orlando, May 28th, and American Airlines Arena in Miami on May 30th. Tickets go on sale one week from tomorrow, Friday, November 22nd. Wait a minute, isn't this the same tour that brought him here before? It's the same tour, isn't it? Yeah, this is... You know, he actually, he was originally scheduled in, I guess, November of uh, 2018. Remember, he got sick, couldn't make it. Right. He came back in March and performed. I guess he felt really bad about missing that show because yeah. he's coming back again next year. I guess his Yellow Brick Road is kind of circular, you know. Apparently. You just keep on going around and around and yeah. around. It'll be nice to have him back in town. A lot of fans are going to love this, and I'm sure they'll fill the place. Yeah, I missed the last one. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going to this one. What do you think they get? How much is a ducat for that? I would guess for a good seat, at least a couple hundred bucks. Think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world's largest Starbucks opens up in the Windy City this week. The Starbucks Reserve Roastery is opening its doors in Chicago tomorrow. It promises customers an immersive brewing experience in a five-story, 35,000-square-foot establishment. <laughs> the homeless are going to love that. <laughs> to serve, co- <laughs> to, yeah, real. To serve ma- coffee? Yeah. How many restrooms do you think there are? Wow. <laughs> two, two drinks on the menu, by the way, will only be available in Chicago at Starbucks. Wow. Yeah, I'll pass till the weather changes. Gee whiz. <laughs> Finally, what will be the most popular baby names in 2020? Topping the list for boys, Austin, and for girls, Ada. This is according to the website nameberry.com. They looked at uh, which names were looked up the most this year from their 70,000 choices they have on the website, and they also factored in pop culture influences. For boys, the other top picks besides Austin are Alva, Acacius, Tate, 
Diego, Easton, Lucius, Cash, Ash, and Luca. What about Bobby and Johnny? Not on the list. <laughs> For girls, not even Bud is there. For girls, uh, besides Ada, there's Reese, Mika, Paisley, Amina, Tegan, Nova, Aura, Pearl, and Billy. No Susie, no Linda. Sorry. Unbelievable. No Madeline. No. No, no Madeline. It's like, I don't know. And, and People, when they have babies now, are trying to make a statement. Has to be something that's unusual or whatever. And then it becomes usual because everybody does the same thing. Yeah, you know, my oldest son, uh, Jordan, who, by the way, had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we picked the name Jordan because at the time it was unusual. This was in the 1980s. Yeah. I thought you named him after Michael. And, and then not after. A lot of people think that. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and Jordan, it turns out, is a big basketball fan. But um, then as Jordan went to school, yeah. there are like a half a dozen other Jordans. See, there Everybody you go. got the same idea at the there same time. Go. Some are girls. Yeah. That's true. Jordan can be girls or boys. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You can find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. The Elsewhere podcast can be heard on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Diego Spector. Cassie. But hey, a caller called in said nosebleeds for Elton. They just uh, purchased tickets. Nosebleeds were around buck eighty-five. And the best seats in the house ran around twelve hundred. There must be a pre-sale underway. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, way up top, one hundred eighty-five bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo! I don't know. Enjoy. <laughs> well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience until he comes back again the the year right, after. Right, right, and then it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, catch a video. farewell too. Woohoo! Catch a video on YouTube. Thank you very much. All right, coming up in a moment. Sound judgment. You are going to dinner on us and a show on us. Not one prizes, but two. Let's clear the decks of everything else and open up the phones only for sound judgment. 407-916-5400. Company rules eligible if you haven't won in 30 days. 407-916-5400. Sound judgment callers. We need contestants and we are ready to go. You've got dinner on us and a great live show. It's a twofer and you're going to have a great time. Get in on the line right now, 407-916-5400. And our toll-free still open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment, and it's uh, got an impeachment theme, which may not surprise you. Uh, Coming up here in just a moment, after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, in a quick two minutes on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now in the wake of the impeachment hearing yesterday, this fresh Trump tweet. Representative Ratcliffe asked the two star witnesses, where is the impeachable event in that call? Both stared straight ahead with a blank look on their face, remained silent, and were unable to answer the question. That would be the end of a case run by normal people, but not shifty, as in House Intel Committee Chairman Democrat Adam Schiff. That fresh Trump tweet, hot off the presses in Washington. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. 
Sound judgment right now, and you've called in to play on the right day because we got a couple of great prizes for you, right, Melissa? Sure do, bud. Dinner and a show. You got a pair of tickets to go for your a good man, Charlie Brown. That's the musical at the Winter Park Playhouse this Saturday. Charles Schultz's beloved comic strips. You know it all. Going to bring it to life in a classic Broadway musical form. That's at the Winter Park Playhouse. And we're throwing in a $50 gift card to Marlowe's Tavern. So dinner and a show. All you have to do is use your sound judgment and you can go. All right. Good enough. We are ready to play the game right now. And the lines are jammed. If you're trying to get in, a wrong answer opens the line at 407-916-5400. The impeachment theme carries over into today's sound judgment game as we ask you about the Nixon and Clinton impeachments. Nixon resigned after a House committee voted to impeach him over the Watergate scandal. Clinton was impeached by the House but not convicted by the Senate. Listen to some sound of the climactic moments from both impeachment dramas then use your sound judgment to tell me the years, what years we heard this about Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton. The House Judiciary Committee has just approved its first article of impeachment against President Nixon. The vote, 27 to 11. Fifty senators have pronounced William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, guilty as charged. Fifty senators have pronounced him not guilty. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty. The Senate adjudges that the respondent, William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, is not guilty, is charged in the second article of impeachment. And the two prior impeachments, major moments. Give me the year for both of the clips you heard. Line one, go ahead, line one. Hey, I think that Nixon was 1974, and uh, Bill Clinton was, oh, I don't know, 1998? No. Close. No. Close. Thank you. Go to the phones right now because you got an open line at 407-916-5400. Line two, give me those two years. Uh, Nixon, 74, and Clinton, 99. Yes, Mm -hmm. because he was impeached in the House in 98, but the trial didn't occur until early in 1999. I thought it may take a bunch of calls to get that one, but hey, hey, congratulations, you nailed it. You're going to dinner and a show on us. What do you think? That's awesome. Going to love it. My wife's going to love it, too. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. What's your first name, my friend? Uh, It's Pete from Maitland. Pete, you're right down the road. Thank you for listening. It's great to have you on Good Morning Orlando, and congratulations, my friend. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, I'm going to put you on hold right now so you can work it out to get those two prizes, and Melissa will make all of the connections. So there we go. I liked our first caller, the way she corrected herself right away. She realized, she said, 98, no, no, that's not it. Yeah, but Yaffe (laughs) is quick on the buzzer. She was gone. But good Wrong. try. A lot of people would have said 98 because they associate impeachment with 98. But that was a clip from the Senate trial, and that was 99. So there we go. Rush with a morning update after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here. And good morning, Orlando. 
Headlines now and a story we'll talk about together in our next hour. The student body president of the University of Florida is in trouble for allegedly spending $50,000 in student fees to invite Donald Trump Jr. to speak on campus. The UF Student Senate has approved a resolution to impeach Michael Murphy for abuse of power and remove him from office. Murphy is accused of advancing his own beliefs while endangering students marginalized by the speaker's white nationalist supporters. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, impeachment hearings come to TV. More in one minute. The hearsay hearings, highlights, lowlights, our take in yours straight ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The House Intelligence Committee will resume public impeachment hearings on Capitol Hill tomorrow. Yesterday on day one, two State Department officials testified they believe President Trump inappropriately pressured Ukraine's president to investigate Joe Biden and his son's business dealings. Among those questioning George Kent and Bill Taylor was Orlando Democrat Val Demings. The State Department's role is to promote U.S. policies overseas, not to help the current president win re-election. Is that correct, Mr. Kent? All federal government employees are subject to the Hatch Act, and our actions are supposed to be promoting policy and not involved in partisan politics. Ambassador Taylor? I agree. Last night on Fox, Doug Collins, a ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, reacted to the day's testimony. What you saw today was a bunch of how many hearsays do I have and where did you find this out and what are you talking about? And the president didn't do anything and they got their money. And at the White House, President Trump said he did not watch a single minute of the first public impeachment hearing. This is a sham and uh, shouldn't be allowed. Trump told reporters his priority was hosting the president of Turkey. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More sound cuts from the hearing coming up and more from the president as well, Alan. Orlando police say surveillance video and witnesses led them to the arrest of a man suspected of setting fire to the iconic Beefy King restaurant on North Bumby Avenue. 36-year-old John Huff is charged with arson and criminal mischief, and police say he has confessed. The owner of Beefy King says he doesn't know Huff and called the fire a random act of stupidness. (laughs) That's an interesting way to put it. I like that quote. Bond is set at $30,000 for an Orlando teacher accused of molesting a student. Michael McMillan appeared before a judge for the first time yesterday after being arrested the day before. McMillan taught sixth grade at Victory Christian Academy on Ivy Lane, but was fired once the allegations surfaced. The Wall Street Journal is ranking the nation's airports, including those here in Florida. Orlando International has the best Florida ranking in the large airport category, number five overall. Scott McCartney oversees the annual survey. Orlando does very well, as you might expect, in, in value categories as, as a 
primarily laser destination. It's going to have low average domestic airfares. Issues to work on, handling huge crowds and offering better restaurants. Miami came in 17th. Tampa's airport came in number one in the midsize category. Gordon Bird, News Radio WFLA Orlando. A winter blast continues to pummel much of the United States. It triggered several car wrecks in Ohio, Michigan, and Kansas, some of them fatal. The region also saw several temperature records shattered by the cold, and they're not out of the woods yet. It's still going to be below average temperatures for the next few days. Temperatures of well below average across pretty much the, all the central and eastern United States going through the end of the week and into, actually into the weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Bob Oravec says the Arctic chill reaches all the way from Texas up through northern New England. WFLA News Time 807. A new study shows that yelling at your dog can have long-term negative effects. On you or the dog? On the dog. <laughs> on the dog. Oh, okay. Who cares about you? <laughs> that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Sorry, I was just asking. <laughs> hey, we got a one-word texting poll on the impeachment hearing yesterday, Yaffe. Yes, here is the question for you. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? What you want to do is text more or text less to 23680 or neither. Text more or less or neither to 23680 and the count as of right now yes it's a nail biter here Uh, 129 people have said less less likely uh 10 people say more likely and seven people say neither and one guy said what hearing yeah, I know. We I've actually a, had like four people say we got a couple of them out there, you know. <laughs> oh, you guys what? are funny. There's a hearing. I think that's what Trump would say. They didn't didn't listen to a single moment of it. Um, I've got a caller who wants to debate the Bud Man on the hearing. I don't think it helped the Democrats at all. And there's late night reporting from Ed Henry at Fox that that the the Democrats are are disappointed. They thought they were going to get more of a bombshell out of these two career diplomats from the State Department who testified for five hours yesterday. We'll play some key cuts, but I want to give our listeners um, priority, whether they agree with me or not. So, Lee, get ready, pal. I'm coming for you on the 50,000-watt front porch here in just a moment. If you want to join the conversation, 407-916-5400 or on the text line, first name in town. Welcome at 23680. Alan? Bud, it's okay to yell at Lee. Just don't yell at your dog. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour, all day long, for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 8.09. Headlining our breaking political news from our first hour on the show. The Democrats have another candidate for president right now. Jumping into the race is former two-term Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick. Made the announcement on social media this morning. He is in the race. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I watched the whole hearsay hearing yesterday for five hours. I didn't see any bombshell against the president here, second, third hand information. No significant new ground plowed. And as a result, I think it actually, given the expectations the Democrats had for their two star witnesses, quote unquote, uh, that it's a setback for the impeachment effort. But not everybody agrees with the Bud Man, amazingly enough. Here's a man who fits that category, our old friend Lee. Welcome back and good morning to you. Good morning, Bud. How are you? Good. What do you think? Well, first of all, I, I, I hope I come before your dog since you won't yell at your dog, but you yell at me. I haven't but... yelled at you yet. I'm just talking to you. Talk to me. Don't waste my time. Go ahead. Okay, but look, you talk about a bombshell. I don't think the Democrats were expecting a bombshell. The bomb has already gone off with the whistleblower report. We just wanted corroboration of the story, and I think Ambassador Taylor, in his 40-minute opening statement, laid it out chapter and verse. Secondly, uh, two things that the Republicans were worried about yesterday, the whistleblower and no, they got aid and no statement. Let me go to the whistleblower first. The whistleblower is so yesterday because everything that the whistleblower claimed has been corroborated by other people who have firsthand knowledge. But the whistleblower, so the whistleblower has, but the whistleblower has biases against Trump, well documented, and didn't have any firsthand information. You can't throw yes. a president out of office for this stuff, Lee. Yes, but the whistleblower's claims have been corroborated by people who had firsthand knowledge. So the whistleblower was the canary in the coal mine, and the evidence has come out later. Second point, the Republicans' point yesterday, well, there's no crime because the Ukrainians got the aid and they didn't make a statement. Well, first of all, the aid wasn't released until two days after the whistleblower claim was made public and given to Congress. Well, but so they, they did get the aid. They, they had did, no choice but to release They it. did get the aid, and Trump got nothing for crying out loud. Let me ask you, how does this ultimately play out? Does the Democrat Party in the House, do they vote for impeachment? Do they get him impeached? And then what happens in the Republican-controlled Senate? Well, I think the Democrats are going to vote for impeachment, then it goes to the Senate, and then the Republicans got to decide whether they're going to stand with Trump and then they're on the record by supporting somebody who committed a crime. If we don't impeach Trump, then anything in the criminal code that says attempted, like attempted robbery, attempted murder, attempted kidnapping, you should be taken out because they attempted it. They just weren't successful. Well, how about innocent until proven guilty? You know, well, the, the Trump, we... Trump is denying all of this stuff here, but you still think that yesterday's hearing moved the impeachment ball forward for the Democrats. That's what you believe. I do, because I believe right. Mr. Kent and Ambassador Taylor were very credible, and they weren't star witnesses. They made that clear. They were star witnesses. That's why they put them on first. With all due respect, Lee, I appreciate the debate. Our one-word texting poll, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely that Trump will be impeached? We know how Lee would vote. I would vote the other way. You can text either more or text less or text the word neither to 23680. Some sound cuts I want Lee to hear and you to hear from the 
Impeachment hearsay hearings coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. The Treasury Department says the federal budget deficit is now 34% higher this year than where it was the same time a year ago. The shortfall, more than $134 billion in October, the first month of the new fiscal year. At this pace, the government would exceed a budget deficit of $1 trillion for the year for the first time since the depths of the Great Depression make that recession. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories right here in Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yaffe, I've made it clear in this hour where I stand, but you are all over this story on your show, PM Orlando, yep. and I recommend you tune in this afternoon from 5 to 6 for the latest news, local, national, what's hot, and Yaffe's take on it. Your thoughts on how the hearing worked for the Democrats. Yeah, I don't think there was anything that really moved the needle. And they're going to have to do that because impeachment is mostly a political process. And in order to get him convicted in the Senate, they're going to have to convince more than 50 percent of the country that he deserves that Trump deserves to be thrown out. You have to have that because that's how the pressure would get applied to the senators. And they have to peel away 20 senators in the Republican controlled Senate to get to 67 percent of the senators to remove him from office. I don't see anything that really leans in that direction right now. No, no, no big bombshell. There was certainly nothing yesterday, and there were some questions uh, that were very, very difficult for the two State Department witnesses who worked the Ukraine to answer. Uh, listen to this from Texas Republican Congressman John Ratcliffe. In this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Shout it out. Anyone? Crickets. Uh, Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can just respond, let me just reiterate that I'm I've not got here. I've one minute left. I, I know, let, let me, I know me, you only got a minute left. I've point. just got 30 seconds. You asked the witness I've, a question. The witness I'll withdraw the question. question. That was Acting Ambassador to the Ukraine, Bill Taylor, who didn't have an answer neither to George Kent. Uh, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan was brought in for this hearing to the Intel Committee, and he was fantastic. And listen to this. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And President there was Lins- no reason for and it President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe, and you're their star witness. Let me just say um, that I don't consider myself a star witness for anything. They do. You don't. No, uh, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm they responding to. Don't. I'm responding just to your question. Don't interrupt the witness. Um, as I, I, I think I was clear about. I'm not here to take one side or the other or to advocate any particular outcome. And Bill Taylor and George Kent from the State Department who worked the Ukraine. I thought. I think they're honest guys. They're career diplomats. Uh, and and I and I I don't I don't challenge their integrity at all. But they don't have much to offer because they don't have firsthand information. Um, the moment that was supposed to be the bombshell, and if you watch CNN and MSNBC and read some of the Trump-hating uh, print media, uh, this would be the bombshell. This is what Bill Taylor added to what he had testified to behind closed doors. Bombshell? I don't think so. Last Friday, 
A member of my staff told me of events that occurred on July 26th. A member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. And that prompted this tweet from President... um, No, I'm not going to give you that. That that was relating back to the Radcliffe cut. But at any rate, let's listen to the president right now uh, in a news conference with the Turkish president, uh, Erdogan, at the White House yesterday, was asked about the hearing, and here's what he said. Are you talking about the witch hunt? Is that what you mean? Is that what you're talking about? I, I hear it's a joke. I haven't watched... I haven't watched for one minute because I've been with the president, which is much more important as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is a sham and uh, shouldn't be allowed. I want to find out who is the whistleblower. And because the whistleblower gave a lot of very incorrect information, including my call with the president of Ukraine, which was a perfect call. Alan's just come down the hall. He's got the 830 news ready to go. But I need to ask you, as I did earlier in the show, uh, did this move the needle for the Democrats? There's late night reporting from Ed Henry at Fox News that he talked to some Democrats who said they were really disappointed, didn't get the fireworks they thought they would get. As I predicted yesterday, it would take a bombshell, uh, something very dramatic to change people's minds on this. Not only the impeachment, but people are so entrenched when it comes to President Trump personally that supporters are still going to support him. Those who oppose him are still going to oppose him unless there's something really dramatic that happens, and it didn't happen yesterday. So if you were voting on a one-word texting poll, your vote would be neither. Right. And the question is, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Text the word more, text the word less, text the word neither to 23680. How about the long-form textures weighing in, guys? What do you see? I got one that says, I got the impression that the whole framework presented by the prosecution yesterday was meant to set up a standard that allows indirect, if not fabricated, suggestion to be treated as credible evidence. It was absurd, really. A lot of other texters uh, calling out the last caller, Lee, uh, saying he's misinformed and just a clueless Democrat. Another one says, now the left is saying that the guy who's in a restaurant and overheard a conversation that somebody else had. And if you've ever been in a restaurant talking on a phone, you can't hear. So how could he overhear something? Sarah? I was just kind of wondering about that, too. You mm. know, uh, uh, at any rate, uh, tomorrow. Know. Some people have their phones pretty loud. I, I, I can. I mean, you, bud. You got your Me? phone turned up pretty loud sometimes. <laughs> when you're talking on the phone, I hear it. <laughs> All I'm, right. I'm just oh, saying. boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, tomorrow we have... Uh, the former ambassador to Ukraine, ousted by Trump and Giuliani, uh, Marie Yovanovitch, who apparently cried during a behind-closed-doors testimony. You know, maybe if she gets weepy tomorrow, maybe that'll turn something around, but I didn't see it as far as the way it went today. You can vote on the one-word texting poll. We hope you will. Did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? Text the word more or text the word less or text the word neither to 23680. We've got another impeachment. It's a Florida story, and there's a Trump involved. And we'll be talking about that after Alan gets us up to date on the news. Another Democratic hat in the ring, and an Osceola County jury recommends the death penalty. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together. In just two minutes, it's 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. 
Good morning, Orlando. Bud heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Alan's about to bring us the news here. As you know, there has been a terrible shortage of Democratic candidates yeah. for president. But someone this morning, since we have been on the air, has rushed in to fill the void, Alan. Yeah, the field had been shrinking, <laughs> Bud, but now it's growing again. Former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick officially announcing that he is running for the White House. In a video released early this morning, Patrick said his campaign will be a long road, but invites the nation to join him in his fight for equal opportunity. This won't be easy, and it shouldn't be, but I'm placing my faith in the people who feel left out and left back, who just want a fair shot at a better future, not built by somebody better than you, not built for you, but built with you. Patrick said he does respect the rest of the Democratic field of presidential candidates. Oh, it's nice to know we could get somebody in there. This Sounds like he's narrating a kid's show, but... Right. Hey, what is that music? Who picks that music <laughs> well, for his social Shark. media his video? Too. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Right. We love you a Yeah, I don't remember him sounding quite so wimpy. He's not. He just got wimpier than he used to be. He didn't sound that way people. when he was the governor, did he? Just reaching people. That's I don't know. Anyway, Alan... This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank, or what passes for news here anyway. A convicted cop killer will likely face the ultimate punishment, a jury recommending the death penalty for Everett Miller for the shooting deaths of Kissimmee police officers Sam Howard and Matthew Baxter two years ago. Outside the courthouse, Baxter's widow, Sadia, reacted. We have gone through many ups and downs, different emotions, and I am proud to say that justice was served. My girls and I will be able to close this chapter. Miller was convicted last month. We could be closer to launching humans back into space from American soil. SpaceX announced yesterday it had a successful test fire of the Crew Dragon capsules abort engines at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. The test is part of the run-up to a trip to the International Space Station that could happen next year. No date has been set, but it would be the first time astronauts have blasted off from a U.S. launch pad since 2011. Good news for Elton John fans. As we told you earlier this morning, he's bringing his farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour back to Orlando with a show next May 28th at the Amway Center. But bad news for Parrotheads. Jimmy Buffett has canceled his concert scheduled December 7th at the Amway Center. Really? Because he's resting and rehabbing after shoulder surgery. Now, a new Buffett date has been announced, but you'll have to wait almost a year. It's scheduled for December 5th, 2020. Playing the Amway Center last night, the Orlando Magic, who outscored the Philadelphia 76ers by 17 in the fourth quarter to pull away for a 112-97 win. Nikola Vucevic led seven players in double figures with 25 points, and he also pulled down 12 rebounds. Magic head coach Steve Clifford says defense fueled the big fourth quarter. You know, 32-15 at home, and, um, you know, it was the, really the only quarter where uh, we were really able to defend them at all. The Magic have won two of three and will host the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow. Elsewhere. It looks like your friends are getting back together. Fans of the TV show Friends can't contain their excitement for a possible reunion. 
A special is reportedly in the works on HBO's new streaming service, HBO Max. The entire gang, along with the creators, are all said to be returning, and the show would be unscripted. Details are still being worked out, and no word when it might air, but HBO Max launches in the spring. The internet has been abuzz with the idea of a reunion ever since Friends star Jennifer Aniston posted a photo with her former castmates on Instagram last month. What do you mean it's going to be unscripted? Are they just going to wing it and ad lib or something? Sure. Or oh, they don't have the script yet? They did the thing for 10 years, didn't they? Yeah, I think they can wing it. But Marta Kaufman, the writer and producer, had... She's on board. That was the big, uh, big holdup. So. Yeah, I mean, are they, they're all like fifty-something right now. So. I mean, are they all still hanging out and living in the same place? Sure. If we're, we're going to start talking about people's ages, I think uh-huh. you and I need to leave the building. It was a <laughs> rent-controlled apartment. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Maybe uh, it'll work. A French baby is being given free entry for life to a nightclub because the baby was born there. Oh. Local media outlets report a 19-year-old was visiting the O-Club in Toulouse when she gave birth on the dance floor. Staff staff at the nightclub called for an ambulance and helped deliver the baby while being coached by paramedics on the phone. The baby was born in good health. The mother's doing fine. Why are you laughing? And and the electric slide. It's not (laughs) funny for the baby. That's a three-foot drop. What kind of decision was that? I'm going to go clubbing. Yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz. hope the kid's all right. You make a wrong move on the dance floor, you (laughs) never know what might happen. (laughs) Finally, kids will soon be asking to have Twinkies for breakfast. The new Twinkies cereal hits store shelves next month. This is the third time Post and Hostess have teamed up. They launched Donuts and honey bun cereals earlier this year. A little Twinkies history for you. Twinkies have been around since the Great Depression and were even placed in the nation's Millennium Time Capsule in 1996. And you could still eat one from the Great that Depression. That is a hoax. Exactly. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that what they say? Is there any truth to that? That no. there's so many preservatives in it that the thing will never go bad? No, it's not. Plus, when they uh, bought the recipe for the new company, I think they changed it a little bit, yeah. Really? They used to say you could put on a fence, come back 20 years later, the fence would be gone, <laughs> the Twinkie would still be there. <laughs> Find these. You should never put food on a fence. No. <laughs> Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. And listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With the soon-to-be vacationing Alan Spector. Yeah, you're heading up to see the family in Washington. You're going to be with us, uh, not here tomorrow or Monday. Yeah, my son and daughter-in-law who uh, live up in the uh, D.C. area. Wonderful. I guess I'll allow it. Sounds like fun. I think I'll hang out instead, okay? Well, the Fox is going to be handling the news. I'll and get you. We'll have Kelly in screening I'll tomorrow morning. I'll leave the key to the computer for you. Thank there you. you. All right. <laughs> we'll miss you, Alan. We really will. Um, listen, in a moment here, a tale of two impeachments. We've got one going here in Florida. Have you heard about this? And the name Trump is part of it. In a moment, after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines for you right now. The jury in the Roger Stone trial is going to get the case today. Closing arguments took place yesterday in Washington, D.C. Prosecutors arguing that Stone lied to Congress to protect President Trump. Stone is charged with lying to Congress, obstruction and witness tampering. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. 
Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. This really ought to be in the Budman's Believe It or Not file, but I'll believe about anything when it comes to politics and the Trump haters right now. This from our friends at Fox 35, our wonderful news partners. Um, Headline out of Gainesville. Donald Trump isn't the only president facing an impeachment inquiry. The student body president of the University of Florida is facing an impeachment threat for spending $50,000 in student fees to bring Trump's oldest son, Donald Jr., and his girlfriend, former Fox News personality, Kimberly Guilfoyle, to campus. Remember when they spoke there and there was controversy and all of this and the Trump haters were out in force? Members of the university's student senate have filed a former, a formal resolution to impeach studi, student body president Michael Murphy for malfeasance and abuse of power. It's been signed by more than 100 students here. The resolution accuses Murphy of spending mandatory student fees to push his own political beliefs when he brought Trump Jr., and Guilfoyle to speak on the campus last month. Student body statutes, according to the resolution, forbid student money from being spent in support of or against a political party. Now, Murphy says this was not campaign-related. And he also reminds the impeachers um, that he had reached out, Murphy had, to the campaign of Bernie Sanders running for president as a Democrat, inviting him to come to campus. You know, and there would have been money involved in that. But Sanders' campaign declined, citing scheduling issues. Yaffe, you're going to impeach the student body president over bringing Donald Trump Jr. here. This is nothing but Trump haters. Exactly. That's all I see it as. I mean, what they're saying, what they're trying to argue— it's a really big stretch. It's such a stretch. They're just trying to find something because, oh, I don't, I'm mad that Donald Trump Jr. came, so I'm upset, so impeach. Ah, oh, geez. You know, I mean, give me a break. Now, listen, there's a procedure here. You know, <laughs> yeah. I remember once I ran for, for class president in college, didn't make it, but, you know, I, I never even imagined in my lifetime that there would be a provision for me to be impeached had I become the <laughs> president or something. Probably was. Well, listen to this. According, up in Gatorland here, according to student government rules, President Murphy, president of the student body, he's a student, will have the chance to present counter evidence and testimony before half of the student senate, which will take the initial vote on his impeachment. If at least two-thirds of that group vote in favor, Murphy will be immediately suspended. Then the other half of the student senate will take a final vote on whether to permanently remove him from office. I can hear the chance of lock him up right now. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Jeez. Anyway, you know, Trump witch derangement hunt. syndrome. It's a witch hunt. It does. Mm-hmm. I guess there were plenty of controversial speakers he could have chosen from other than Bernie or Donald Trump Jr., but I mean, he did. They wouldn't ask have had for... a problem in the world if Bernie came to town and oh, they shelled no. out fifty grand for the visit. Not at There's all. There's no possible way. <laughs> this is all the politics and, in our universities. Right. They're indoctrinated by the liberal professors, and and this is what you get. I mean, to me, there would have been more of an argument to impeach him if he if Bernie Sanders came because that would have been a campaign. 
where Donald Trump Jr. He wasn't there for a campaign. He was there to talk about his book. Yeah, but his dad's running for re-election, and we That's, don't want him to on. win another term. Let's impeach the student body president. Plus, he brought his girlfriend, that Guilfoyle gal. Yeah, oh. she was on Fox. Uh, <laughs> Heads are exploding, bud. Wimpy whiners, these snowflakes up the road. Honest to God. Anyway, thoughts on the tale of two impeachments? What's going on up there in Gainesville? 407-916-5400. Text line, first name in town, always welcome, 23680. We'll hit the text line off the Trump uh, hearsay impeachment hearing yesterday and uh, what it means. And we will have the final voting on our one-word texting poll. If you want to get registered uh, right now with your vote, here is the question. Melissa? The question is, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely Trump will be impeached? You can text either more or less or even neither to our text line at 23680. Again, did yesterday's hearing make it more or less likely that Trump will be impeached? We'd love to hear from you. Text either more or less or even neither to 23680. Headlines right now out of the United States Supreme Court where liberal justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg took a sick day yesterday. Chief Justice John Roberts said Ginsburg missed arguments yesterday because of a stomach bug. She's battled, of course, a number of serious health issues in recent years, including cancer on her lung and pancreas. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. We're in the home stretch this morning, wrapping up in moments our one word texting poll, which has been going on all morning and getting a lot of response. We're asking Did yesterday's impeachment hearing? Make it more or less likely President Trump will be impeached. You can text more or less or neither to 23680. Michael Yaffe with the latest tabulation. Yes, here it is. Uh, 12 people said more. 15 people said neither. And 186 people said less. I think the 186 are right. I think the Democrats had high expectations. These first, these diplomats they put up there, those were the star witnesses. It's why they went first. And I don't think they got nearly what they thought they were going to get from them here. We'll see. Tomorrow we have Ambassador Maria uh, Yovanovitch, who will be uh, testifying. She was ousted by Trump and Giuliani, um, and that's why Bill Taylor is now the acting ambassador to Ukraine. So we'll see then. Then we have the EU ambassador, Sand. Sondon, who will be uh, on next week. That's next Wednesday. Yeah, that's going to be the one everyone's watching, I think, ready to watch. Well, it could be because he's got direct first-hand connection to Trump. Yes. And it won't be this second-hand, third-hand, fourth-hand hearsay, which I think has been a real weakness in in, in what's been going on with the Democrats I'm here. sure he'll be asked about that phone call at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. No question. Absolutely he and will. And he changed his testimony a little bit or amended it. Uh, the closed-door testimony, he amended that one, so we'll see yeah, if he's he challenged on that. Some people said some stuff, and it triggered a memory. Yep. That happens sometimes, you know, when you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you don't wind up uh, being criminally prosecuted for, uh, mm. you know, for not telling the truth under oath. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, people come up with all kinds of things. Sure. Yaffe, what are you coming up with for the ride home for folks listening to PM Orlando? Well, we'll continue to cover the impeachment hearings. I'm sure there'll be even more reaction today. Plus, any local or national breaking news, we always cover that on PM Orlando and my Beyond Reason commentary. 
and it all starts at 5 p.m. Bingo. It'll be great. Yaffe and the team for the ride home. Don't miss it. Normally in prime time, it's Melissa with connections, but uh, not tonight because... Men's Gators basketball playing Towson, so we'll have to talk about female urinary incontinence next Thursday night. Okay? Oh, gee, too bad mm. that we had to postpone that. At least we can now give it a week's worth of promotion. Yay! <laughs> Alan, go on vacation. It needs no promotion, though. It's just so great. Have a great vacation, Alan. See Thank you Tuesday. you. Have Thank fun you. up there in D.C. with the family. We'll Appreciate catch you it. early next week. Yep. Melissa will be doing the news tomorrow. Yaffe will be in the seat as executive producer, and I'll be right here with you from 6 until 9. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.